What up, party Dude. people? Party people. <laughs> How's it going? Hey. I just meditated for 45 minutes before I decided to come come alive on this episode of Bobby's Cryptid Corner. Oh, man. Are you feeling oh, I love that. You noticed uh, when we were in the green room, I was really quiet. That's because I was just trying to uh, center myself before we went live. You were exuding we that like, zen. Like, uh, I do want to say to everyone in the chat, um, Bobby, I love your haircut. And I want to just point it out. I want everyone to notice mm. it. It looks good. You <laughs> wouldn't even have noticed. I always wear a hat, but I had a haircut recently. I said, you know what? I'm not going to wear a hat tonight. I'm going to show it. It looks good. Really you looking great. Yeah, you're looking great. I love the vibe. It looked the first day. This is about two days old. The first day it looked kind of like Kim Jong Un. A little bit, yeah. And then whenever I tried to fix the Kim Jong Un look, it just ended up looking like Adolf Hitler. So I just, it's finally grown into itself where it's neither of those. So that's how do you? Sometimes you have awkward hair phases. That's why I wear wigs. I've been having an awkward hair phase for the last ten years. Wow, you need a new barber, new stylist. I haven't cut my hair in like over since before the pandemic. Really? Like when I sh- which, yeah, when I used to shave the bottom half of my head, ever since I stopped doing that, yeah, I was like pandemic days. I and cut like my hair. 10 years ago now. Yeah, Brie, we know. That, that was three years ago. I got really stoned the other day oh, yeah, and Brie. I wanted to cut my hair short and I stopped myself, but I don't know if you guys can see I started. <laughs> You know what? It's really hot. And so it's like, I was like, I should go short. And I was like really stoned. So I started literally just like, like. There's there's two issues like, there. One, it sounds like you're not in a state of mind to make a good decision. And two, you're also oh, don't have the dexterity skills or the skills in general to cut your own hair, mm. which would have been fun. I wish you would have. What's great about that it. is actually technically Brie does have like a uh, degree in hair. See, I didn't know that. Yes, not you do. Not you do. <laughs> why don't you just cut? Get? Why don't you just get high and try to cut your own hair? Do it live. Because I do stupid things like yeah, that, where yeah. I just like look at like what, whatever. What I didn't know you. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had a beautician's license. Or whatever. no, it's yeah, funny sure. though. I was like, I could. I was like, I could go like short. Like, yeah, this would be fine. And it's like it's so hot. Someone <laughs> <laughs> I saw it hit the sink. You were doing, like, and you were like, oh no. Really, it's okay. It grows. That's the great thing about hair. Now, Jamie, is this a new wig, or have we seen this one before? No, we've seen this one a million times. Yeah, I thought that one featured in the the Tottywabba movie. Yeah, this one's a lot in the in the movie a lot. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you were a comic book nerd, but there is a character named Polaris in the X Factor, I believe, that has hair. Do I look like that right now? Is that is that green? Factor, yeah. like the yeah. X. Yeah. And I also think that, it looks like the one girl from Spot. Uh, it's uh, like Scott a Pilgrim. subsidiary of X Men, I guess. Where, yeah, exactly. The I one from Scott Pilgrim. What's her name? With the oh, oh yeah, Ramona Flowers. Yeah, Ramona Flowers. There we go. Ramona Flowers. I always uh, I always confuse Scott Pilgrim with old Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Same movie, I feel like. Yeah. I think it's the I same. I think I've seen that one. Same universe. This is definitely that. the same universe. It's mm-hmm. that early two thousands like young hipster film that had like no, maybe four, four or five movies. Back and Mary make a porno, great movie. Mm, that's about that oh, time. I've yeah. only seen that one time. I need to Mama's rewatch boy. that. Oh, great movie. It's so weird to think about the late two thousand tens as like its own. 
it's its own thing. It's, like it's, it's own, its own yeah, era. You're like, it what? That wasn't that long era. ago. Mm-hmm. That's what you need yeah. to do, Bobby. You need to do one episode where you guys watch some uh, some great some great movies from that time. Mm. Some of the best horror of the de- uh, century is from the first decade, I would say. 28 Days really? Later, The Descent. Oh, you like the zombie. The Born Identity. Yes, the Born Identity. Um, Attack of the Clones. Far. Star Wars Attack of the Clones. War of the Worlds. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, Bobby... that remake was pretty good. Yes. Who's, who's here today? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm to my northwest, I have Captain of the High Seas, Space Pirate, who's I our captain. Space Pirate. Hello. Of the, the episode tonight. And then, and Bree, we got to work on um, a variation of your nickname each episode because I, I like Just Goat, go, yeah. but I feel like we can change it up sometimes. But in this case, you kind of did. We got Goatee. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge. Well, uh, I'm not here to change with the weather. Okay, I'm a solid. Max Factor, and my name is uh, Kurgan O'Cryptids, otherwise known as Bobby. Bobby's Cryptid Corner tonight. Uh, as mentioned, we have Captain of the High Seas. Covering the Scottish water horse. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a Celtic Celtic mythology cryptid. Question. Um, yeah. Question. Yeah. Jamie's name tonight is Horse Girl. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? No, but Horse Girl. Really good. Mr. Hands. Um, but I do want to let everyone know that technically, growing up, I was a horse girl. Okay, listen. But now, I'm what does that mean? Horse girl, like, south, south, of, south of the border, that means something completely different. So, like, I like, rode, I rode horses. This. And horse I used girl to is about I aliens. It is about aliens. It is. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. It's not. What? It's trash. Don't see it. Oh, is it? Oh. Did you have your own horse? Yeah, I did have my own horse. That shit's so expensive. I've and the horse's it. name was Classy. And then the horse Ooh. died. And when the horse died is when I stopped riding. But I rode horses until I was literally like. 12 years old. I did barrel hey, sometimes racing. you gotta ride a horse. Like I was a true horse girl. She's so hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played in a lot of cardboard boxes at that age. But mm-hmm. hey. Yeah, I lived That's on like a big like, a 10-acre property that had like horses and we would like hang out on the little hill and ride horses and be weird kids and pick up what lizards. A, what, a, what a fairy tale of the 1990s. Right? It was actually. I'm not gonna lie. It actually greatly was. It was very lovely. That part okay. of it was. I'll spare you the trauma. So, <laughs> captain of the only seas. Yes, very socially awkward. She is. Um, you guys probably re- uh, recognize her from Annie. Yeah, as Annie and Community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. It's about like alien abduction. You think she's just awkward the whole time, and we- the whole thing is just so weird. It's beyond weird. We're like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't like Uh, that shit. Well, I'm not sold on watching it. Maybe before we jump into the meat and potatoes of our episode, will you do some uh, shout outs of the audience? Yeah, duh. Duh. Early arriver shout outs. Um, We have uh, Enzo, of course. We got to have Enzo. We don't start the fucking show until Enzo gets here. Exactly. Um, Literally, I think that's actually true. No, he wasn't um, here last week when you weren't here. He took a nap Oh, on the couch. well, that's because I wasn't here. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
uh paradox fossils of course i that's a new one is that a new one or am i no. just not paying attention to the chat not paying attention <laughs> sorry uh loyal joe 5d sorry paradox fossils um <laughs> uh and honestly hold on i'm i'm get where's vanessa i don't see vanessa no vanessa you know what i think that's all we have right now beautiful vibes i love it but whatever we are small but mighty exactly. kelpie crew exactly Oops. all right bring it up Bree. my bad i'm sorry let's get it kelpie let's why get god it, why in here Let's get it, Kelpie. He's gonna do a Scottish accent the whole time. Not me. I had that thought earlier, and I don't know whether I should. It sounds Scottish enough already. Sorry, to be completely honest. Yeah, really. You guys all sound like pirates to me. Kelpie. Listen, I only know a little bit, and that's only because I'm watching Outlander again. So then it gets like the, like the canna, canny lass. Donafash, like those things start to get in my head again, but I now Kari, are you close enough to Scotland to be cringed out by an American Scottish accent? Yeah, kind get, of get <laughs> right on. Belly. It's like second hand, <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's like you feel better. for it, but it's not a yeah. pure <laughs> empathy. It's not as bad as when <laughs> they when people butcher the English accent, like all right, matey. It's like we don't talk like that. <laughs> yes, you but do. you you like you speak like the queen's english i just speak english i don't know yeah but you don't what? sound you I don't sa you sound american. astute <laughs> i speak of the english I don't, you, you don't sound like it like, like, car you don't sound like a chimney sweep is what i'm trying to say well you i don't could sound if, like you've I got could if you want me to governor mouth. yeah you could do a whole cockney thing i could i'm not gonna though this okay. is a problem lassie <laughs> Paradox what? Fossils here. What up? Done a fast, Lassie. Better get you good. Letting you chat. How fucking rude of them. Right. All right. All right. Give, us, give us the first slide. Um, like any great cryptid, you guys should know, we have a cryptid beer of the week. This is the Kelpie Seaweed Ale from Williams Brothers Brewing Company in Clacklemanshire, UK, in Scotland. <laughs> Does that, how do you say that, Kari? Clacklemanshire? Man, Clack Man you, yeah, Clack I have been a lot. Clackmanonshire. Clackmanonshire. You guys, no Clack wonder you lost your empire. So, prior to the 1850s, I'm gonna drink. Scottish Coastal's <laughs> ale houses brewed with malted barley grown in fields fertilized by seaweed. This environment gave the barley a very specific flavor, which, uh, which is recreated um, of the inclusion of fresh seaweed into mash ton which is like fruit uh this beer is a dark chocolate ale which has the aroma of a fresh goddess sea breeze and a distinct multi texture the taste is similar to a roasty porter but with a burnt bread and chocolate notes with a tiny hint of saltiness and it's a 4.4 percent alcohol by volume yes baby um i have to ask this as i do pretty much every episode has any of us ever tried any of these beers we've recommended on the show i tried to buy this one but it's out of stock yeah Okay, fair enough. Well, we're trying. I, folks. I resonated with the hint of saltiness because yeah, but I said yeah, it actually sounds really good. I want to do a, cri really a and a cryptid ale thing. We all will we do it. We yeah. need to go to the all of us need to go to beer stores. I don't know what to tell you outside of that. Get your ass to a beer store. If you oh guys god, it just weighs me down. It makes me gassy. To 
I, I do love the IPA, I'm not going to lie. If you guys give me a list, we'll get it all off the list. And then just one day, we'll have to start at like 11. Have some liquid IV. Yeah. <laughs> How many beers is that? I really, I just... Show. 12 beers, maybe? Uh, one, I do one beer Pabst Blue Ribbon, and when I'm feeling fancy, I'll grab like Heineken. That's about the extent Yeah, I do of- a Coors or a wine... Coors, yeah, I like. Listen, I don't like beer, so I like to drink water. Yeah, that water, is water. Beer. I had a Coors so Light earlier today, and I was like, "Yeah, this is like Gatorade." It's like Gate, yeah. It's like what? It's like it like um, has electrolytes. It's got yeah. what plants need. It's like Pedialyte. It's like I feel like it's like a Pedialyte. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, like back in the day, like in your when you're in the, the height of your drinking career, um, I feel like I'm on the decline now. But like I remember being like, "All right, I'm gonna stop drinking for a while," and you switch to like light beer. Like yeah, that's you switch your to light beer. Intermission. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's no light like beer. This is all tips from real alcoholics, alcoholics. or former ones. All right. I'm gonna oh, drink. I'll drink, drink to that. Exactly. This dark it. color, though, I'm not into it. I wouldn't even tr- want to try it. Yeah, that's I'm not gonna lie. It's saying that it's like chocolatey and bready and salty. I'm like, ooh, I'm actually kind of into it. It's like a little. All of that shit on. is bullshit. They I like it. It, it, it does no sound beer. like the it description of a, like a erect penis, though. In a, it also like in a romance novel. It smells like the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it's salty. Smells like the ocean. Oceany, chocolate, chocolate. Yes. Just a hint of salt. All right, okay, so the next one. Ooh, right, um, well, it actively kidnaps humans. So <laughs> <laughs> don't approach it. Like, I would not approach this. So You're really selling the fear here. Yeah. I, I'm trying to. Don't, don't approach it. Because, uh, nope. <laughs> Like, like your captain time. style. It's very laid that back. George Costanza <laughs> reference. Okay. No, Kramer. Okay. So it, it normally appears as a black horse, but it will be kind of in the water or underwater. Um, it's going to be black. Which would be freak, you'd freak out if you kind of saw that. Walking by some water, and then there was just like a horse poking its head out at you, like, Hi, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you'd be like, What? Um, its hooves are facing backwards, which also would freak me out. Um, it's been known to shape shift apparently and can be either a horse or a lady or go from one to the other, which is also really weird. Um, kidnaps people, like I just said, it just it would drag you underwater after appearing to you that's why i was like don't approach it because it would it would do that and you don't want that to happen can can i make a prediction this is just an assumption um i think it's rooted in some reality though i feel like the scottish culture is one of like like bombastic hyperbolic fun interesting embellishments of pretty much anything is that fair to say I, I, I mean, think I'll, that their their history leans into the. I think they're like a folksy fae, people. Yeah, the fae side yeah. of the world, and I think that's what yeah. you're describing. And I think that that's interesting because I feel like maybe some of the cryptos we've been running into lately have been a little bit more on the fae side, and it's so interesting that we're getting into that kind of side of the cryptid world because it is indeed, at its core, cryptid. It's like a creature from like this other dimension, and it's interesting that it has like specifically 
creatures of the fae land are magical and shape-shifting and we we tend to have a lot of that bleed over into the cryptid world as well as like something that is the same kind of phenomenon and this may sound like something without any kind of modern eyewitness accounts but you would be wrong i absolutely love it and i don't think that it's all i mean yeah fo- obviously all this is going to stem from folktale um, but I think we should also consider that maybe it wasn't just all fairy tales that they told. Maybe because back in the day they didn't have as much um, constant information being thrown at them and just like our very fast-paced lives now are just so different that I do think maybe you could see a bit past the veil or maybe the veil was not so thick then because you didn't have all your other distractions and all the pre you know connotations you already have in your your mind and your idea your imagination to block uh, other things that are here so i just want you guys to hold on to that maybe play with that possibility and i've been thinking about this a lot lately which kind of ties into that um i feel like people obviously didn't have well one like you you were saying something about the access to information so like people didn't have that nearly remotely even close to what we're dealing with now like they only knew the animals in their for the most part i would like in more so now than than now in their general area so on top of that their vocabulary was probably they didn't need a big vocabulary so at some point you you thought you watch stuff like ancient aliens and it's like Georgia Sukalos will be like, they were just describing what they saw, but they didn't have a term UFO. But like, extrapolate that out to like anything that we talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah, we've talked about that before. So, is this, you're reporting barrier... back to what you witnessed that's relatively yeah. unfamiliar, and then that like plants the seed of the mythology itself, right? So, it's it, it could very well be a, a real horse, but someone happened to see it in the sea one day, went back to their village started telling these tall tales and then it evolved and snowballed over the years into this thing that it is now. Yeah. So it, could be the, both. it could be real and it could be, I, I think what Bobby's talking about though, is we've talked about this a lot in the channel in general is that we're always constantly trapped by our language barriers, right? Like we only can describe something and what we understand. So at the end of the day, like it's really hard for somebody to explain something to someone else because you can only explain what it is that you experienced. And a big thing that happens that we've talked about a hundred times before is your brain just fills in spots. Like you see something and your brain literally just fills in the rest and makes it up. And so who's not to say that that's also not happening here, not saying that they didn't see something, but maybe that, that they're um, Mm -hmm. exaggerating about things. And that's why we have the story that it is today. It's not that at the core, they didn't see something. It's just that they saw something that their brain didn't understand. So it's like, it's like a combination of being unfamiliar but something still based in reality mm-hmm. plus the human interpretation slash description of it to other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then I see the other side on that too. And maybe the next time I see a horse in the wild, that's by water. I could be looking at something mystical, but my brain is going to fill in gaps and mm-hmm. assume that it is a normal black exactly. horse. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely goes that way. A thousand percent. Maybe they're more common than we think. We just don't know we're seeing it. Mm-hmm bless you bigfoots are just bears that kind of thing someone had to say it all right so uh 
so the origin of the the kelpie myth um it's funny we we're just talking about this i was, was going to bring up the the turning into a woman could probably be traced back to the like the fertility gods in the celtic religions because mm. they quite often had to do with like rivers water and and uh like women like the feminine like side of spirituality i guess water is very feminine right um so the, the origin can be traced back to ancient Celtic mythology, where water spirits were believed to inhabit bodies of water. Um, this was like prevalent in their religion, and, and it said to possess both magical and ominous powers. Um, the word Kelpie is derived from the Scottish Gaelic term Calipik, or Calipik Yuski, which means water horse. And it gained prominence in Scottish folklore, particularly in rural regions, probably up around the locks and stuff where there's like lakes and you know open bodies of water. So it's a, it's a way to warn people about the dangers of just going out on the water. Um, eventually that kind of died out in the folklore and people just used it to keep children from playing too far from locks and dangerous rivers, which is very much like the Kappa myth that we covered. Um, once you know, once the mythology isn't kind of mainstream in the culture anymore, it just becomes like a fairy tale for kids in like a safety kind of way. Um, um, I want to touch on the thing you said about like the water spirit, right? Like, kind of yeah. alluding to what I was just talking about. It's like if these people didn't have like obviously a lot of this comes from pre-enlightenment so they don't even have the like slightest scientific model of a mind so it's like you know they can observe like the rain is what causes you know the waves in the water to get kicked up and it's dangerous or whatever but they don't know like okay so content or uh, evaporation from the water it creates you know water vapor clouds in the air and it drops like they don't think in those terms so it's just like Nah, it's just the fucking spirit over there. The spirit of that lake is kind of a cunt sometimes. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not the, saying I'm high, but I'm not hot. I'm not saying I'm not high, but I'm all the high. elementals, especially in this area. They, right, they haven't right. believed in the elementals. So it, I mean, I feel like spirit and God or gods or demons it's just like catch-all for a lot of stuff like yeah that's just... like i was like you're describing like a lot of ancient civilizations uh a lot of them had gods or spirits around weather or uh crops or like all these things like and that's how they explained it it's that god of the gap theory what they couldn't explain it was you know something was doing it and so they they would you know sacrifice things to these spirits or gods in order to get them to you know do certain things and stuff like that and i think that that's just happening all throughout you know early religions that's just kind of like a that was a human growing pain that we had you know but elementals yeah. are real i'm not saying that they're not Agreed. real i guess this, this was back when there wasn't kind of any kind of look somewhat organized religion it was more exactly yeah like beyond you know the movie the forest the village the village yeah. it's yeah, like beyond course. beyond the the reaches of of the the you know the hamlet or whatever there's danger and they have God, to, they have to, they have to like project something onto that to be able to mm -hmm. contextualize it and teach it to the children. So, never or, the, or not even just children. Like if you're like a, a, a cautionary tale, you know, like right. I said, that is a dangerous stream to cross over there. So, Hey, by the way, there's a fucking evil a ass water spirit in, yeah. over there. I would probably be careful if you're, you know what I mean? 
-hmm. It's like, it's almost like a way to right. warn of what's ahead or something like that. Right. But there's so much water in Scotland. They're surrounded there, there by water. There is a lot of locks and they're surrounded by the ocean. Um, yeah, that's, I think they're like they have a lot of the cryptids based children in fished as lore, well. Yeah. They also re they relied on the children Slaves. to also help pull their weight in fishing, gathering things. So it, it has to be some strange line. I think in a normal aspect, like in a normal situation with these other um, pastimes, yes, keep the kids away from the water. But I feel like in Scotland, one, they are barley like they had thicker skin i feel like even just scots in general they're more much more like earthy uh stronger of a of a person and they relied on the water hardy folk I, yeah they relied on fishing they relied on the children to help them so yes it does make sense to keep children out of the water but it also doesn't because they also need their children to help them when they're going fishing and whatnot so that's another thing i think it almost this might be a case where it doesn't really uh fit the ideal scenario of just being a fable for to like to keep your kids out of the water yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's way more than that, but um, and like like we already talked about, it, the origins of it are far and away beyond a cautionary tale. But I'm, well, I think we're just saying like it likely was used as one as well. I think as as the folklore and, and the kind of Celtic religions were dying down, and like Christianity and Roman Catholicism were coming in. England was being invaded by the Normans and then the Saxons and all this stuff. Fucking shit up. Yeah, like the... And then the advent of science and the Industrial Revolution, it, it very much like changed it from a religious thing into a cautionary tale, folklore kind of thing. That I think that was mm. the tipping point around that. Mm. For sure. So I have a little bit more for this slide so it's also it also encouraged women to be wary of good-looking strangers as they are shapeshifters that most often appear as a horse but also can take human form so that they they would warn women like if you see a good-looking stranger on the road be wary because they could be a, a kelpie in disguise or if you see a beautiful um a beautiful wild horse right if you come across do not a approach horse, yeah a wild horse next to a river. It might kick you. Right? It so many many reports uh, stated that you could spot a Kelpie in human form uh, by looking at its feet because the hooves wouldn't change. And that was like the way to be able to tell was to look at the feet. Um, I feel like th we've actually said that before and I don't know what episode, but I feel like we've talked about that before, how they knew what it was was because of the feet. And I don't remember which cryptid it was, but I feel like that's kind Bigfoot. of Bigfoot. A... Bigfoot. Bigfoot for sure. I feel maybe a skinwalker <laughs> or something like that. We talked about not a skinwalker, but, but I think you're talked... right, Lainey, yeah. and I can't remember. Someone in the chat yeah. remembers. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Well, I, I, I like think we that feet, that. feet, feet, feet inherently 
provide evidence for these things. So I think feet are actually a big deal with most all cryptids. Maybe not yeah. so much aquatic well, ones, but this one's an aquatic one. Because my last Wait. bit was that that is no. similar to the concept of Satan minus the horns and mm -hmm. tail, is mm -hmm. you know, keeping the keeping the the hooves as feet. I was just gonna is, say, isn't that every... like a demon thing? Yeah, isn't yeah, that like a like... demon thing? Like how you know it's a demon is because you can always their their hoofs. It's like a thing. That's how you know, regardless yeah. of what they look like. You look at their feet, and then you know it's a demon. And and like we were already like uh, something that can like fill in a surrogate spirit or or demon of uh, a pagan tradition when the Catholics come in they can kind of adopt that and assimilate it into their tradition and make it more about a Satan figure or a Baphomet or a goat or something like that. Someone had to bring yeah. up camel toes, huh? Oh, hides in my grass this year. Next slide. <laughs> Next. Oh, so what I'm is gonna... he doing? We've got an excellent Jerry uh, making a cameo here. So yeah. I'm going to end with a, a, a poem by uh, a Scottish poet called Robert Burns called Address to the Devil. When those dissolve the snow snowy horde, and float the jingling icy board. Then water kelpies haunt the ford. By your direction, and ninetied travelers are alert to their destruction. Robert Burns, 1786. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, so that's it's kind of a, a <laughs> warning, like, a doing? warning in a poem about you know the kelpies haunting kind of like crossings or rivers and mm -hmm. stuff. Which is, you know, on high, you know, when rivers are running high, it's not safe to cross at those crossings that they usually would be. So, like, they put out those warnings, I guess. Robert Burns. Yeah. He's big, so, uh, doe-eyed fella, isn't he? Yeah, I was, I was surprised there was such a high-quality painting of what him. What a canny photo for the mic. Yeah. That would count. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, let's visit a little bit of the mythology, a little bit of the folklore. Okay. Uh, like a lot of the, like most folklore and mythology, there's usually different variations and um, interpretations of what this folktale is. So when it comes to the Kelpie in general, there's a lot of debate on whether or not uh, scholars kind of agree for what Kelpie means. It can either mean a group of creatures um in in folklore so like group of them um or it's the water dwelling horse like we've been looking at recently um and then other people think that it was a being that lived beside the lake so instead of in the water it would just live by the lakeside not like submerged in water but the overall kelpie that we're talking about is described as this very dark, like black horse uh, underwater, but um, can also take a human form, making it a shapeshifter. And in Aberdeenshire, the Kelpie is described as a horse having nine serpents in its mane. Uh, I think that that might be a stem from biblical, like a biblical thing like with the nine and then with so the, the hydra it sounds similar to me that maybe that's where that stems from um 
yeah and, and again it's just that the the kelpie has so many different forms and variations that has been recorded all around the country and that's most likely because it starts from a folktale being told word of mouth spread throughout the country to then as time goes on it's it's being transformed because it's being transcribed into english so it obviously there's going to be a little bit of a di difference there um but in scotland in particular that the kelpie is very much this like water this water spirit uh, and in every body of Scotland, it basically has its own Kelpie story, and especially in Loch Ness. So when we think, that's why I feel like a lot of the pictures that we've been using is from like Loch Ness, like the Loch Ness monster. But that's because that's kind of the stem of where the Kelpie comes from, its whole thing. Uh, the Loch Ness has the most stories, the most tales of Kelpie. It's the most enduring one that's survived. Yeah, so you can see, like, it's either depicted as, like, a group of them um, or this, like, scary, dark thing or this um, shape shifting into a woman thing that kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a siren, like, mixed with a mermaid, you know, like, uh, this woman that lures you in and is a shapeshifter or this really half horse, half water spirit. Um, but I would say the-, the Which, which the, one of those would you like to have like a anime body pillow of on your bed? The middle yeah, one with one. the green hair. Probably well, the middle one with the dark green horse, hair. The white, I... mm. Word. This one's more most attractive to me. <laughs> I'd get I'd get the mountains in the background because they're the biggest they're the biggest thing. Um I think the idea of the Kelpie being used as a group of creatures honestly reminds me a lot of Krampus. Mm. Like when we looked into the whole story of the Krampus, it was like it's either like one thing in particular or it has all of these different embodiment, like all these different um counterparts right all over scandinavia and mm. together they all equaled krampus so it wasn't mm -hmm. just one individual and i think this is like exactly the same thing mm. and it's okay. in its terms that makes sense uh so this is the story of <laughs> a missing hand oh no this is a very common story. Uh, this is a tale that's been told there on Loch Ness uh, about a group of children that were playing on the edge of the water. And as the water starts to ripple and it starts to foam, this beautiful black horse just like appears out of nowhere. So all of the 10 children start running over it, running over to it, circling it, like petting it. And nine of them jump on the back of this horse, trying to like ride it and go around and whatnot. But there was only one child that stayed on the floor, on the ground. And that child being curious and wanting to stroke the back of the horse's neck, uh, <laughs> to reach out and do so. But instead, the boy's 
finger gets lodged into the horse and is stuck mm. there. Very mystical. Just like stuck in this horse. Mystical is one way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So the boy is hysterical. He's terrified. Uh, trying everything he do he can do to like free his hand of the of the horse, but it's just <laughs> not working. And the horse just like takes off back into the water, trying to pull him and all of the nine children on top of him back into the water. And so the boy is like, "All right, all I can do is chop off my hand. That's the only option I have." <laughs> so in the blink of an eye, he acts quick. Uh, no one knows where the hammer or a saw or he did it with a hammer came from no no one knows where this came from there's no record of what he used i just imagine that in the blink of an eye if you know that you have to get rid of your hand it has to be something really able to do the job i don't know i'm just throwing things out there yeah like that guy like in utah a few years ago they made that movie about who was oh, rock 100, 127 hours with James Ryan. Yeah, I saw yeah. that guy at a bar one time. In, uh, no, the real guy or the actor? No, the real guy, not James Franco. I saw him at a at the X. I was at the X Games in Aspen one year, and uh, he was at some Drinking bar. Drinking at the at, bar? Right yep. And, and it was he like wasn't right double fisted, was he? Bree's got jokes. Jokes. <laughs> it's funny because he had one <laughs> arm. <laughs> Well, anyway, this is this is just a funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just a funny part of the story that they don't really describe because again, this is a folk tale that you know his hands lodged. He knows that he has to escape the water. The horse is trying to take him and all of his nine friends back into this lake where he disappeared from. So the boy, being so brave cut his own hand off to free himself of the horse's neck just in time for the horse to go back into the climax take Mm -hmm. all of his friends with him and that boy is just laying there like with one hand and just blood spewing everywhere it was just like a bloodbath it was like carry all over again you know that poor child uh, and then he ran back home and tried to gather the village people to help him mend his hand. They <laughs> the village people. Hand. The <laughs> Did hand, they do the YMCA? Yeah. The hand was missing. They couldn't find it. No, I don't know. That's not a part of the story. Uh, so we don't was know if he was But he tried to find someone <laughs> to help him and then to find the children. Is there an Indian? No yeah, one the Indian house. But the sad part is, is that this boy ever since that day, spent the rest of his days waiting Riverside in hopes that his friends and that god-awful demon horse would reappear. Wow. And it never happened. Of course not. It wasn't going to bring back his hand. Wow. Again. That's a great a delicious story. Snack. Back under. I was like, thank you. I'm one hand mm. talking to you. I'm sustained, yeah. Snaps. <laughs> you guys really got to cut it out. <gasps> Who did this to me? The Jesus. horse. <laughs> did someone edit my next story? Oh. Hmm? Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> our next, our next I added that like two days ago. Careful <laughs> <laughs> with it. Our next book, well, this one is the most believable of them all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, another common story there is in the island of Mike Barra and the outer <laughs> Hebrides. Can you say that again? What? It's just the island of Barra. It's Island of Barra, and someone changed my notes I, to Mike. The Island of Mike Barra. I added Mike. His what did you say after stuff. that? The, the islands of... Oh, was that a Hebrides? Hebrides? Hebrides. Hebrides. Does that sound right? For the The story is about... Hebrides. Hebrides. Looking for love. Hebrides. Uh, anyway, this story is a little bit of a different vibe. So this isn't like this magically appearing demon trying to take children uh, back into the underworld, but more of a Kelpie that is just lonely and just wants some love. So this Kelpie uh, happens to find himself a silver necklace um, that gives him whatever the property is of silver. It, 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 it's almost probably like a talisman. Uh, helps him shapeshift into a man, a very handsome man. So he wears this necklace and he's able to woo this woman that he wants to take as his wife. He loves her. So he wears this necklace. They fall in love. They're going to get married, but before they could, she gets a weird vibe from him. And while they're sleeping, she takes the necklace off. Does he get her fingers stuck in her? <laughs> but that would be Again. a little bit of like a, a switcheroo who. Yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't happen. So they're uh, in the middle of the night sleeping. She takes the necklace off and he shapeshifts back into a horse, back into his Kelpie form. So she fucking freaks out, drags the horse back to her father's farm and forces him to work to be a slave for a year. So it's like this horrible breakup. This poor dude's like, what the fuck? She stole my necklace. I'm a horse again. I am working on this farm. I am a slave. This is bullshit. And she's like, I'm so sad. She finds a wise man because she's like, help me. Obviously, I fucked up. What is my luck? How did this happen to me? The wise man of all things is like, give that man back his necklace. Bitch. And so she's like, all right, fine. She goes back and she's like, okay, I visited the wise man. He told me that I should give this back to you. And because she had such a nice gesture to give it back, he gave her the option. What do you like me better as? A man, a handsome man, where I could take you to actually be my bride? Or if not, I'll go back to my ratchet Kelpie horse days. I can stay hooved and stinky what do you want and surprisingly she chose him as a man as a handsome young man so he put that necklace on he transformed again they got married and they live happily ever after i got a question does his feet change yeah he's a whole he's a whole ass man now okay wow the power of love it is Beauty and the Beast. It's the power, it's the power of like, love that changes yeah. feet. Yeah. It's Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, vibes. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's a little bit different. Again, yes, like a shape shifting. I mean, not so much. The first story, not so much shape shape shifting. Other, yeah, just magical. This one for sure, shape shifting. But it's with the help of the silver necklace. I think in lots of Scottish culture, you have um, the there's a lot of weight credit goes to different types of metals, to rocks, mm -hmm. stones. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of like even our current knowledge and our, our current appreciation for different stones and minerals honestly comes from that side of the world. That's where they really took it more seriously and they recognized the metaphysical properties and bonuses um, that we could benefit from that. So the, the silver there incorporated, uh, who's to say if the Kelpie was actually magical enough to shapeshift without the necklace? We don't know. But overall, it's associated that the Kelpie can shapeshift. But in this mm -hmm. one very, very known story, one of the two that's so known, he uses the necklace to do so. Uh, so that's kind of questionable. Hmm. Think about it. It's interesting the integration of a talisman because that probably goes back to the pagan religions as well. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Oh wait, before we move on, See. what would you guys have chosen? Freya, who sort of husband? Amelia. I choose the farmer in the background to farm me vegetables. That's dad. Well, I choose the dad. You choose your so own you dad. So you choose to get with the dad. I don't get with him. Dad. I just employ him as a farmer. But he already is. He's right. your dad and he's a farmer. <laughs> oh, in the, situa kind of in the situation, yeah. I'm the girl? No, just yeah. anything. Like, like, what would you? I don't actually like that it's a girl's point of view because, like, why would he tell this woman like you whatever you want we can get married she's the one that basically enslaved him for an entire year i yeah. also think it's interesting because usually it's the woman Some who's Stockholm the seductress and it's like you know what i mean like it's her tricking him but this time it's like the frog and the prince or whatever where like he, it's the man is the siren right mm. maybe he has ulterior maybe. motives maybe oh maybe there's a part two of this folk tale Maybe. And he just slaughters her in the night. All right. Uh, so we're going to get into some more recent sightings. I use that term loosely. Um, the first one, this happened two different times with uh, different sets of women, once in 1975 and once in 1999. Um, there were reports of seeing a strange horse uh, with the legs of a dog prancing around the woods in broad daylight. Um, and then whenever they would see it, it would vanish really quickly. And this was pretty much all in Alicia, the Inglewood Pond area. Where's that? I don't know. Somewhere in Scotland. Oh. We're talking about, I like the little, I like the little dog feet. I'm actually kind of into it. It's Wait, is that it? Yeah, that's all. That's all it was. They... Two women, two different times. The same women? No, two different, like okay. different women every time. Okay. But once in 1995 and once in 1997. So here's the big problem before we go to the next one. So here's the problem with this, with this and sightings, because Brie kind of summed it up earlier. It's a lot of word of mouth and a lot of like 
folklore stories and not necessarily like people having sightings. The sightings that we have is something like this. Like, so these are the more realistic ones of that, that are more, uh, are newer that we're talking about that could be mistaken or could be a Kelpie is kind of like the only route I could go. There's not a lot of people that have recorded stories of them being like, this is my encounter with a Kelpie other than of like, I was by the lake and then I saw it and then it disappeared. Right. So there's not like a lot of like, Oh my God, it dragged me down and I had to cut off my hand. Like we have with the, <laughs> trees or the, the stories in mythology related to it. Michelle, which makes mm -hmm. more sense. Cause even if someone did do that, would you really want to tell people and not wind up in the looting bin? Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. So this next one is all over the aisles in general, just anywhere where there's going to be like sea caves. Um, the date and time are unknown because this is just like a general story about these kinds of areas. So there's a hybrid sea living creature. The Nuckaleve was described as having features of both a mighty horse and its rider. The rider was legless and appeared to grow straight out of the horse's back. Its head was 10 times the size of a normal human head, possessing a very wide mound that jutted out like a pig's snout and a single red eye that blazed with a flame. It was both hairless and skinless, uh, and Nivitek's breath was toxic, and it was responsible for the Mordachine, a fatal disease of cattle. It's like the cyclone on a horse. See, it's, I feel like, like it's literally the same thing, just with like a person growing out of it. So like maybe a Kelpie mid-transformation or some shit. I feel like the, the toxicness, it could be like mad cow disease and stuff before they knew what mad cow disease was. But yeah, that's, that's what horse. they said. They said it was, that's what it, that's what yeah. was responsible for it was that horse's right. breath. This is something that they didn't understand. Yeah. God of the gap. Yeah, is that right, it? Give me the next one. One more. Yeah, no, 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 no. So this oh, he's one, having a bad time. Yeah, this one's having a bad time. So this one is again down by the like Rocky Creek areas, just all around anywhere where the sea, the Grander Rock area. So this is an incredibly ugly to look at monster that would sit for many hours on rocks. Uh, one man went too close to it once, and he was later found with his flesh clawed off. Brutal. Why does it look like a Bigfoot? So the thing man. is, is yeah. So this one is more of a humanoid beast by the water, and I feel I, I put this one in there because this is again, it's more that idea of there is something really there and happening, but everybody's description of it is slightly different of what they're seeing. So who's not to say that this it wasn't a kelpie in its more human form, <coughs> and not necessarily a horse form, you know? Or the kelpie in the form of it being a group of t of creatures in folklore, mm -hmm. and not just the horse version. Mm -hmm. Maybe a kelpie, because it because it also means a group of like creatures in folklore. Maybe that really is like a Scottish term for cryptid, mm. which means it, it could be anything. It could be a fucking orangutan. Hmm. Mm. What? Yeah. What? I mean, that would actually be in line with with what. Like chimps, like chimpanzees and stuff, have been known to do in the forest and stuff. Yep. So, but them being in them being in Scotland is a bit interesting. Yeah, I don't think they they go to Scotland. But sometimes they just get let out of someone's little. I've come pet. to pick a fight. Uh, don't come to pick a fight. Get out of me. my swamp. 
All right, so this next one we have is kind of more the kind of like the famous sighting and story of it. And this is like written down like the more documented version. It's not necessarily new. It's 1961 is what it was written. So it happened sometime before then. Um, the, it's called Selected Highland Folk Tales. There's a lot inside of it. So it goes one afternoon in the autumn of 1938, Mary Falconer, a woman of Achillesness in West Sutherland was taking a shortcut with a companion through the hills with some venison in a sack over her shoulders. Uh, on a nearing Loch Garnet bag, which is like what they call like a bay almost, um, she noticed a number <laughs> of ponies grazing by the lock side. Thinking that it was uh, one of the beasts, a white one was her next door neighbor's horse. She thought that she would like walk over to it and throw her bags over on it. Um, and she walked towards the am animal. And when she got a few feet from it, she no noticed that it was much larger than a pony than her neighbors had been. And to her astonishment, she saw around its neck, entangled with its mane, a cluster of water weeds, which is like seaweed. The eyes of the animal and the woman met, and the instant she sensed uh, that she was looking at a each usage um, on top, which is like a fay, how they describe it, and the, was no similar to the the name earlier. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. so it's the same. To her amazement, um, then and there, the whole group of about 13 ponies uh, noticed her and galloped to the edge of the water, plunging into the lock and sank below to the surface in front of her eyes. Her companion um, corroborated her story and every and said like yeah i witnessed all this happen like she's 100 percent telling the truth um and a lot of people in that area are convinced that like it's not just one it's like what brie was talking about like a whole herd of them like a whole gaggle of them out there it's not just an individual creeper creature but there's multiple kelpies not just one. am i the only one that finds it really sus the name of this ronald mcdonald so that's, <laughs> yes, and what made it really frustrating is I could not find a photo of him because no matter how I put in his name, it just came up with pictures of Ronald McDonald's. Yo, what's up with our chat? We have two now that are like the chat ain't working. I don't know. This chat it ain't working and it ain't twerking. I don't know. We have YouTube. no control over that. Fucking YouTube. All right, find so me on the rumble before you know it, Aussie. Thank you, Jamie. That was interesting. You're welcome. Bree, you have a pretty good Scottish accent. I've got a better one, mate. Like... All right, Carr. All right. How do we defeat these fuckers? So, according to the law, <laughs> um, you, you can uh, a silver bullet will kind of similar to a werewolf mm. will will defeat mm. a kelpie. Um, of course. An iron spear, which is depicted here in that slide, uh, will kill kill a kelpie. Uh, if you can medals. steal, if you can steal the bridle, which is like, I think it's like the the seat and 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 stuff. No, the bridle things. is the thing that goes over its face that the reins go onto. Okay, thank thank you, horse girl. You're welcome. Um, so if you can steal, if you can steal that, um, you will have power over it, which is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, and salt will ward it off and prevent its mane from turning into snakes, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So if you want to ride a Kelpie, uh, you have to put something between you and its skin or you'll get stuck in it like the kid with the hand. So mm. uh, make sure there's a layer of skin if you want to. So say you, you get control of it, you take its bridle, and if you want to ride it, 
Just make sure layer you me layered. Don't touch it with your bare skin. Mm. But you, you can you wear can... a condom. Be safe. Yeah, basically. Yeah. For sure. Gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Glove or no love. So uh, that, that's what I got there. Okay. Next in. So there's uh Shelby me with a load of donuts. Um, so here's a video I found of, of a deer poking its head out of the water coming in from the water. And I've never actually seen a deer do this. So I was like, ah, oh, mate, what if you saw that from far away and you didn't know that there were deer in the region? You'd be like, wait, what? What is that? It's a baby horse. Especially coming out of the water. Right. Or like the ocean. Like it's one thing if it's coming out yeah. of like a river or a pond, but out of the ocean, you're like, wait a fucking second. Horses don't just be coming out of the ocean. And then right. seeing that from far away, yeah, not realizing like it's a deer, I can absolutely see somebody mistaking that for what it is. Yeah, me too. It, it kind of, I, I could see many of them from history being just misidentifications of stuff like this. I think that happens a lot throughout all of cryptid history. It's not that it's saying that the cryptids aren't real, it, but I think that that absolutely happens a lot, that there's a lot of misidentification that happens if people see something and they, they just their brain doesn't understand it, and so it fills in the gaps. Right. He's booking it. <laughs> I, I, I disagree, Lassie. I Why do you disagree, Lassie? Like? Because I've been here my whole life, watching the beach. <laughs> I didn't know the kind of land that is there for a horse. Or for what a would you do if a deer just swam in out of the Pacific Ocean? Can you I do like, that? What the day, fuck is going on? Like? Can I do that? Oh, my God. Are we in Edinburgh right now? Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I am. You could be in Edinburgh. Just whisk me away to a Scottish Highland. Village. Should I just do the rest of the show with this accent? Sure. I don't know. Uh, I, really I think that this that, is an but... incredibly realistic earthly explanation, and I think that really? it's not that we're saying it's not that we're saying this is a hundred percent what it is. But I can a thousand percent see somebody seeing something like this and being confused. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> I want to say that the uh, tardigrade on your shoulder looks like a uncircumcised penis. Mm. Wow. Shout out to I did, people I did that, I did that who have uncircumcised just, penises. Just so you'd make that comment. So there's right, other, other similar cryptids. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I, I got to pull up my notes. Sorry. Oh, I made the slide. You can, go, you you can, hey. you no, can take it okay. away if you want. I've only got yeah. a little bit. Um, so in Orkney... So okay. these are the islands north of Scotland. There's different names for the similar kind of cryptid. So in Orkney, it's called the Noogle. In, <laughs> Shet in Shetland, it's called the, the Shupilti. On the Isle of Man, it's called the Kabalushti. <laughs> in Welsh folklore, there are tales of the Kefil Dwer. <laughs> and in Scotland, there's another water water horse which we've spoken about called the the eek yuski which is just a shortened version of the of the mythological name and that's what i've got what have you got bobby i mean they're all just water horses mm -hmm. i mean right. there's every they're little region names, around every little lock and every little uh what, what do you guys have out there in the uk you got like counties yeah 
Every little county seems to have some sort of fucking water horse. Well, I mean, it, it, this goes back to what I was saying, but like with the the village. So like every every town had its own miniature kind of mythology going on because there wasn't yeah. a centralized thing before like organized religion like like uh, Christianity came in from mainland Europe and stuff. Before that, it was. Do very, you guys? Are there like any like big carp or anything in the in the seas or in the, I'm sorry the lakes or anything like is there like any kind of big fish? There's probably there's probably lakes with with carp in them. There are some oh, big absolutely. fish in lakes. Yeah, oh, there's, there's, there's probably big fish there. Yeah, but yeah. there's a but reservoir a few miles away. That with that. So I could see something like the Loch Ness being confused as just a big fish because it's something that's constantly described as being in the water, but realistically looking into fish to explain the kelpie doesn't quite make sense because we have so many instances of it being on land you know right. what i mean what if what if it is a <laughs> misidentified loch ness monster type creature so i think that that's also a huge possibility we have with most because of they the don't have they didn't have dinosaurs they didn't know about dinosaurs back then or please well, I, yeah, I think that that's we have that issue with a lot of cryptids especially when we talk about things like bigfoot and we have all these places that have these individual versions of them but at the end of the day they're all like um they're bigfoots but because they live in different right. regional areas they have these different regional things about them they might be a slightly different color or have different colored eyes or have their feet fucking webbed or some shit or whatever it is and i think that that's a common a common issue within cryptids in general where i think that people are instead of generalizing the names of them are getting super specific to areas when in reality we're describing like a lot of times like when we talk about cryptids or when we get into the research of, of them we think it's like this one thing and then we start to look outwards and then realize it's mm -hmm. all these other places as well just like under a slightly different name of the same thing right in each each one of those regions that has their own little thing ends up creating their own little vacuum sealed uh, exactly. version of it, unique mm -hmm. version of it mm -hmm. but what i'm suggesting is because they didn't know about plesiosaurs if you see something like that looks like a loch ness monster coming out of the water like this i guess the closest thing you can describe it as is like a big horse a big horse yeah. head coming out of the water right mm -hmm. i don't know just throwing it out mm -hmm. there yeah, but i mean um the uh you know, the horse spirit, I guess, or the horse archetype as a spiritual creature is nothing remotely new, right? You have the Pegasus, you have the unicorn, you have um, those pink horses from Wizard of Oz when you go, you know, those things <laughs> at the end of Wizard of Oz. You got all kinds of different spiritual horses out there. Right. And, um, and like we've talked about, you, you have shared spiritual beliefs that run the gamut all around the world a lot of times. And then you also have what animals do we have in our internal mental Rolodex in our culture and community at that time. So there's only so much stuff to combine things with. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's a fucking horse and it's, it's has power. So it's a spirit horse and here's what ours is like. And yours may be similar, but a little different on, on down the road there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh dear. Next. Next. What do oh. we think? <clears throat> we're we're at the end, yeah. Okay. I nominate Bobby to go first. I I think 
I do. I hate to use this. If it is real, it is a product of it manifesting itself from the human consensus. Tulpa, yeah. Oh, like an evil. It is a tulpa. Yeah, it's a tulpa. Yeah. If it's real. And I think that those, I think tulpas have a lot of potential, honestly, because it's all about the eye of the beholder. And if the tulpa has more people believing in it, it becomes more and more real. And then it mm-hmm. can finish. Uh, uh, what are you talking about, Joe 5D? I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, I haven't done any ever in my life, to be completely honest. But I, I, I don't think I don't think I need it. Is what we're what we're. Uh, Everybody needs it. Either, so yeah, yeah. So I think this is uh, if this is real, it's a tulpa. If it's not real, it's it's definitely um, some sort of just everything we've already talked about. Some sort of misidentification based in the folklore, based in the vernacular of the time, based in the region, and it becomes this thing through word of mouth. And like we've already talked about a second ago each little village has their own version of it throw on top of it that you don't have scientific explanations for like you know um a a a river that's dangerous so you maybe some dude saw a horse by that river and like oh that horse represents how dangerous that river is that horse must be the water spirit water spirit turns into kelpie kelpie turns into i was talking about it on bobby's cryptid corner in the year 2023 uh middle bitch hard middle bitch yeah, right on. Um, I'm gonna have to hard middle bitch this one as well, uh, for different reasons, but also the same reasons. Um, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I I believe that if if anything, all cryptids are real because they're tulpas, and if we believe in them at the end of the day, then they're they're a real thing. I think that's how reality works, thousand percent. But I also think that because this is just so widespread, and there's so many people who have their own little stories about it, and all these little different cultures within that region have their own stories and experiences, whether it's the same name or a different name, or you know the exact same story they're telling or slightly different versions of it. I think that there's something to that. And that they are experiencing something. So I know that that part is real. What it truly is, I do not know. But I believe that it's based in some sort of reality of them seeing something. But like you said, is it the fact that they've created this and this is a thing that's there now? Or is it just a gross misidentification? I think that it really walks... This is one of those ones that really walks the line of both of those possibilities. Because both of them are so strong in this case. Um, So I'm going to have to straight middle mitch it down down the middle. Hell yeah. I, li- I really like this this uh realm of cryptids we're getting into yeah this for is sure. this is Pat shares a lot of motifs but is also very unique sorry go ahead. There's, a, there's a lot there to unpack on each one yeah we should do just like a scottish irish uh like themed it's my favorite i think when we have the water season uh, next next week we're covering Scrooge oh. McDuck and his and Huey Dewey and Louie as our oh, hell yeah Ducktales <laughs> Ducktales Duck knew that was coming and then we'll do an episode on Disney's The Gummy Bears bouncing here and there and everywhere and then we can do one on so Daffy Duck doesn't wear pants but when he gets out of the shower he wraps a towel around his towel waist around. Mm-hmm. Daphne or well, he's gonna dry off Donald Duck Donald. he said Daphne oh I meant Donald all right, Brie, give us your number. Who the fuck is Daphne Duck? <sighs> the late Um, I'm going to have to side with you guys. I'm going to middle bitch this one. Um, because my rational mind says that there is no way in hell that there is a, a horse that's a shapeshifter and goes underwater and does these fucking magical things. 
but I know that Scotland is a bit of a magical place. And <laughs> of course, the Tulpa thing. Um, and because I honestly think that there is a possibility with what I, I talked about earlier with um, just where we are as a people uh, and the things that we're able to see, the veil. And I also think that's the same as uh, there could also be information cycles and uh, experience cycles. So it could be like we can only see so much and we have access to so many things. And then there's a next cycle and we progress and certain things aren't accessible or certain things are gone. You talk about reincarnation? It's a bit of a stretch idea. Um, but I think I think Brie has done acid. I will say that. She has and multiple so, times. I think that, <laughs> um, that's kind of where I'm feeling. So I'm going to middle bitch that for sure. Oh, shit. Kari, are we going <clears> to <throat> middle bitch it across the board? Or are you going to fuck I, up? Beep, 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 beep. I thought about being a contrarian, but it wouldn't be honest. Like, I think I'm in the middle too. Like, I agree with everything you guys have said about the, it becoming a Tulpa or an Egregore an egregorical kind of thing where so many people believed in it that it kind of became its own thing. Mm -hmm. um, became like, it's kind of like, a, it's going to sound like a weird analogy, but memes. So when something becomes mimetic and, and spreads virally. Oh, exactly. I, can't believe I never thought of... that meme was mimetic. Yeah. You just, how did I never put the two together? Welcome to oh. the 21st century, Brianna. Bri, I thought you were an influencer. <clears throat> That's like the right? other day, my, my mom was like, influence anything in my life. My mom the other day goes, what does Riz mean? And I said, it's short for charisma. And she was like, no. And I was like, yeah, they just be shortening words. To be fair, I've never heard I that. I just learned that know? right now. You didn't know that? You guys didn't know I've heard, that? I've heard the word Riz. Is. I didn't know that's what charisma. it meant. Your charisma. I learned about Tuesdays. mid the other day, and I love it. Oh, I love mid. Yeah, yeah mid. Yeah. Mediocre. It's so fucking mid. I just so learned that now because we know mid, but then like when you use it in the term of like Mar, what's her name? Mar Margot Robbie. Is that her name? Yeah. Mar She's not Margot mid. Robbie was mid. Yeah. She is the most beautiful girl I've seen in Hollywood, and the fact that people are calling her mid, I didn't even understand because I was like, what are they trying to say? Well, she was in something recently, right? Is that the chick? Beautiful. She's a very beautiful lady. Oh, Barbie yeah. movie. Um, Does she play Barbie? Yeah, Barbie. it comes out like this Friday. Oh, that lady. Okay. Ooh, point of personal privilege. Actually, Kari didn't finish their. Oh, sorry, Kari. <laughs> what? That was like two minutes ago. I can't remember. You didn't give it. You said like you felt the. <clears throat> But you didn't finish. Oh. I cut you off, and then it, you know, and then yeah, I, I, and then I just, fucked it up. Domino situation. I'm just kind of middle bitch it because I kind of agree with you all, and I think it's, it's you know, with its etymology coming from uh, pagan and Celtic religion, and then moving through into folklore, and but it's it's that's where it comes from. But then there's the Evergore aspect of everybody believing in it at the time and does it become real so yeah i'm kind of in the middle i'm gonna speak for tony he's gonna he's a sci-fi bitch yeah he's sci-fi bitch yeah yeah he's a sci-fi bitch <laughs> ghillie suit wearing 
so yeah. far. All right, now can I push the button? Now is it time? You already did it. It's fine. We'll skip. Skip it. Well, actually, Kari has one first, right? I, I do. Uh, the Water Horse, uh, which is literally a movie about this this Kelpie. A young boy finds a, a small little tiny baby water horse and nurses it, and it becomes big, and it's a big, like, lovely it story. It made Brianna cry. Um, that's my recommendation. I've never seen that one. It's pretty good. I remember seeing it a number of years ago, and in preparation for for today's show, I was like, I remember this movie. What was it called? And I, I found that. Because why is cool. it that in all the movies, when someone has like a, a dog, a kelpie, a you fucking name it, a cat, a goat, a horse, beyond, it's there's always this point in the movie where the animal's got to go. Tell me I'm not wrong. And they're like, go. Get out of here. Just go. It's better for you. Leave. Writing all of those movies. I don't want you. And then they cry. Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's about a doll, if it's about a pet, yes, that's true. Yes. But I would say, it's like, that never happens movies. with, like, the dog from Frasier. You know, like, it's not right. every time there's it's a not pet. about. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, I hear movies. you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. The wolf. Uh, I, I can I mean, I feel like it's in at least like 10 plus. It's probably ones. in Air Bud, I would guess. Probably. Yes. About the dog that plays yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah. And then he plays a bunch of other sports in the sequel. I need you. Leave. All right, baby, what's your recommendations? Uh, mine's going to be 1980 uh, Roger Corman classic Humanoids from the Deep. Um, this is not a water horse, but it is an aquatic creature. A humanoid from the deep is uh, a creature that is a humanoid, an aquatic humanoid that is murderous and uh, starts stalking, uh, you know, the residents of a small fishing village and causing havoc. And uh, it is so fun. It's kind of like Jaws meets uh, like a zombie movie almost. I don't know. That's cool. Or Jaws meets like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Only there's a bunch of creatures from the uh -huh. deep. Like and uh, if you don't know much about Roger Corman, he's one of these Hollywood guys that just cranked out a bunch of crap um, for profit. And a lot of that crap turned into wonderful, wonderful crap. And uh, this is one of his best uh, he was not about the integrity of the art of cinema. He was about making that money and humanoids from the deep. Um, I don't know if it made any money, but it's pretty awesome. Mm. Awesome. What's the last uh, one? The final one is the 1997 movie Loch Ness with Ted Danson, where again, a kid finds a Kelpie in, in a, in a lake and uh, there's, it draws the attention of the media and then the government's trying to find him and it turned the cool thing at the end of the movie is that he the he's like a plesiosaur kind of thing kind of like on the the water horse poster there but at the end of the movie it turns out that there's this like underwater cavern under the castle at loch ness which is where it's been living for millions of years of course yeah so is is the loch ness magical. monster considered a kelpie i would consider it a kelpie because it's I... I think it's a it's an evolution of the same mythology. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Where it's, it's come from the same place. 
You know what we yeah. need to start implementing in these movie recommendations is where people can stream them. I think that was oh, yeah. Enzo does that every time. Enzo does it, but I think that you guys need to because uh, I do too. Like when I did my Enzo, movie where can I last stream? Month, or last week I did. We're on Tubi. Okay. Yeah, we will do that in future. Yeah. And that's the end of the present. That's it, guys. A nice, quick, and easy one. Um, any final thoughts of the episode, anybody? My final thoughts are uh, fuck bitches, get money. Um, mythology. Go ahead, Brie. Yeah. Philosophy. Does the Loch Ness, is it a happy ending? Yeah. Okay. It's um, like Old Yeller, but with dinosaur. It's a good dinosaurs. movie. Ted Danson's really good in that movie. Like I, I had it on video as a kid, and they got, it was like critically panned. But it's one of those movies that's just like, for me, it's really nostalgic because I watched it a lot. Have you seen? Uh, have you ever seen the Yeti movie with Meatloaf? No, no, that but now great. I I need to watch that. It's terrible, but it Yeti it's like a kids it's like a kids in. movie. It, I, it's called To Catch a Yeti. I just remembered. It has Sorry, you remember yeah. that Meatloaf is Cars uh, extra I like meat. Meatloaf. I like Meatloaf. I love Jim Steinman. Anyway, Steinbeck, Steinman, John Steinbeck. Uh, anyway, um, real quick, speaking of movies, uh, my show's back to being a little more regular. Not for everyone podcast. This summer's theme, we're covering uh, flop buster videos. So it's any kind of summertime box office flop. Ooh, and that it. doesn't love necessarily it. mean it's a bad movie, but that is the oh, theme shit. of this summer. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. We just did Hudson Hawk, and we're about to uh, uh, drop an episode on Waterworld with Kevin Costner. Ooh. Hey, which Bobby. I do not hate. Did Volcano. You with Tommy Ooh, Dante's Peak. Well, no, Dante's Peak was the critical success because they both released at the same time. Volcano is mm -hmm. the one that's kind of... Kind it's like of Deep fall. Impact and Armageddon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think uh, all those movies Ari? made money, though. They made money, but they weren't... Yeah. What is it? Is it, is it about that time? Yes, your final thoughts, Kari. Oh, I guess your final my, my final thought. Oh, what, Brie? Is... Sorry, Brie. Go ahead. Fuck, I can't find the name of it. I was going to ask you if you guys watched that movie on Netflix about the sharks recently. No, it's like a recent movie, like within the last year. No. Is it um? Movie with Did the Meg it's 2 like, already come out? Like they go, it's like they're a bunch of chicks or whatever. But they're going, they're Ugh. diving in Mexico to the underwater um, Mayan caves. So it was like when the Mayans went underground, the you know, like we discovered that the Mayans were a lot deeper than we thought. So it was so like. Is this before the sea level rise? This is after. No, it's like current. It's like current day. So the, it's like current day in Mexico. They go diving down to where the the ancient Mayan caves were Cenotes. and catacombs of the Mayans. Cenotes. Mm, that sounds good. Called. It's on Netflix. We don't, we yeah, don't know the name of it. We can find out. Yeah, we'll find. And out. it's like it's crazy because like the sharks are just like fucking gigantic. But because they basically like were birthed and like lived in the cave and the caves, they don't see like normally see. So like even the fish, they're basically like blind. Mm, they're like moles. I think Enzo found moles. it. 
Is Enzo it find it? 47 meters? Meters down, uncaged. No, but I was like, what the f I thought it was going to be an awful movie, and I watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. Right. Check it out. All right, Kari, it's, uh, it's your moment to shine. <clears throat> well, I hope you've enjoyed my first captaining of Robbie's Cryptic Corner. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so, as usual, I have a clip to end the show. Uh, this one talks about how we're always kind of going on about like the proliferation of information and technology and whatever. And I saw a video today of a guy talking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to end the show with that because that's a pretty interesting thought. So if you guys want to say goodbye, we will end uh, the show. Goodbye. And let's see if uh, this is worth the watch. Ooh. Thanks. I'm excited. <laughs> These people. Human brain is such a marvel. It's amazing we can even like recall anything in 2023. We are consuming content nowadays at like mock fucking three speed. I, I feel like I watched more videos last week alone than like someone born in like the 30s watched in their entire lifetime. It's like not even good content either. I'm on TikTok watching like two white guys podcast about like if Drake's actually a good rapper and the bottom half of that video is like mobile game play footage and you're like well when did we decide that was the baseline for our attention span it's gotten really bleak and the other thing is like we just know too many people now like 30 years ago the average guy knew like nine motherfuckers and now it's like i'm watching like stories of like someone i haven't seen since high school i know the name of their dog and i'm like oh yeah maybe that's why you had some weird dreams last night and it's because you were watching like someone's post about how their grandpa passed away and you're like how do i even know this person again and you're like oh yeah we went on like two dates four years ago it's it's a mess the filing cabinet of our head is full it's going to explode and it's like look all i'm saying is if you walk into a room and you're like, why'd I come in here again? Don't beat yourself up and feel like you have some kind of rare brain disease. You don't. You just watched like 16 different Instagram stories and the time it took you to go to the bathroom. <laughs>